Hi, I'm Ayelet Marinovich. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each episode, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline some insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in those early years of parenthood. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. Many of our episodes are recorded with a live virtual audience and followed by question and answer workshops with our guests. To be part of the next live workshop, you can start your free trial of the Strength in Words Community Lab by heading to community.strengthinwords.com. I am a mother of two young children and a pediatric speech-language pathologist. I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on iTunes. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, simplicity, and respect when it comes to early learning and early parenthood. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yellet. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello. Hello, 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 everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Today we are speaking with Brooke Henson, a mother to Everly, who's now 13 months old, and a longtime listener of Strength and Words. Let's give her a special welcome. Hello to Brooke, hello to Everly, hello, 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 hello to all our new friends, hello to all our old friends, hello, 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 one last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Welcome to episode 57 of the Strength in Words podcast. Today I am speaking with Brooke Henson, who is a longtime listener of the Strength in Words podcast and who is a mother to Everly, who's now 13 months old at the time of this recording. I have had the good fortune of getting to know Brooke over the last year, and I think her perspective, like all of the guests I bring onto the Strength in Words podcast, is one that can help us learn more about ourselves and our own experiences. I asked Brooke to be on today because her story is one that I think resonates with all of us and her needs and desires as she grew into the incredible parent she is today reflect exactly why I've created the resources that you can find here at Strength and Words. I hope that you will enjoy this great chat I had with Brooke. Welcome Brooke to the Strength and Words podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. We have the good fortune of being able to connect regularly 
inside the Strength and Words Community Lab and in general online. But I wanted to bring you on the podcast today just to chat a little bit because you've been here with me as part of the Strength and Words community and family since actually quite early on in the life of Strength and Words. So I just thought that it was appropriate to bring you on. And since you have been the beneficiary of an advanced copy of the new book, Understanding Your Baby, and you are also a member of the Strength and Words Community Lab, I thought that maybe it would be nice to hear a bit about your story, what we've done together, what Strength and Words has done for you, and just in general, your journey into and through motherhood so far. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome. So glad to have you here. So tell us just a little bit about your background. You have a now 13-month-old, is that right? Yep, March 3rd, 2017. Everly is her name, little girl. And tell us, well, I guess we could start, I mean, as much as you'd like to share about how she came into this world and some of those feelings about your transition into motherhood. Sure, so... I had quite a change when I decided that I wanted to become a mom. I lived in Denver, Colorado for the last 15 years, and my husband and I decided that we wanted to start our family, and we really wanted to be close to our own families. We're from Alaska, and that wasn't really where we wanted to end up, and my parents had just moved to a tiny little town in Idaho, about an hour and a half north of Boise, Idaho, and so we kind of looked at that, and we decided that we wanted to make the move and be close to them because my husband works two weeks on, two weeks off in Alaska, So he's gone half the time. So I really wanted to be close to my family to kind of help raise my little one to be. So we made the move, got pregnant right away, which was just a huge blessing. And I was working remotely for my company. So I left a very social, high stress, marketing job and social life. I mean, we lived in downtown Denver. We could go to an Avs hockey game, a Nuggets basketball game, and a concert all in three days and walk there, you know? So it was just, we knew it was going to be a change to move to a new town. And by town, I mean tiny town compared to to what Denver had become. So not only was I working remotely, so from home in a new city, pregnant, it was a very difficult transition for me, even though that is what we signed up for and wanted. Right. I just kept thinking like, I can't wait to have her because of all the moms groups. Mm. When you're pregnant, you know, you're, you're not technically in the new moms group or in the breastfeeding group or in the, you know, X, Y, Z. So I felt like in this limbo of where to meet new people. So I was really looking forward to having her so that I could start going to those mom groups. Being part of the club. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I ended up having her six weeks early. I had a placental abruption. So that's where your placenta is detached or detaching from your uterus. So very scary birth. And then got, you know, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready in regards to work. I wasn't ready in regards to the nursery. Everything was in boxes in a room. So all of that set aside, I had read a lot of books. I felt like I was prepared in that sense. But when she came, I really struggled with what to do with her all day. And the first few weeks, obviously, you're just trying to keep them alive. (laughs) (laughs) Self alive. (laughs) But it wasn't until about a month in that I felt like 
I wasn't maximizing my time and coming from a very stressful marketing job that I was go, go, go all the time doing multiple things. I mean, the amount of stuff that I got done in a day at that job is just like blows my mind now. You look at it going from that to staring at this infant and I just really was, I really had some struggling on, on how to, you know, make sure that I was doing the best job that I could as a new mom. Now that I wasn't in that marketing position, this was my new job. And I just felt like I didn't have the resources to know exactly what to do, even though I had read the books. Right. What Um, kinds of books had you read? Because I feel like a lot of people when they're pregnant, they, and myself included, read all about like, if you're interested in birth, read about birth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? What is birth going to be like? Because you've never done that. Well, I was scared of birth, so I avoided that topic altogether. Had no birth plan, luckily, because it's always planned. The books that I read were healthy sleeping, really the science behind why the babies need the sleep, how much they should be getting. And, you know, so I really liked knowing why they need the sleep and that, you know, nap times are different sleep than nighttime sleep. And I read a lot of like a lot of breastfeeding stuff because I was planning on breastfeeding which also didn't go as planned. I read a lot on like your first week by week of baby's first year. So just kind of the general. A nice gamut, actually. You were, you were quite quote unquote prepared as. Yeah. I thought. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's hear about that. <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, it never really talked about what to do with your baby all day. It talked about what to do for diaper rash. It talked about what to do for a fever, teething, but there wasn't really anything about connecting with your baby or skin to skin or singing or any of that stuff. And my mom was, you know, a huge part of the first few weeks when my husband had to go to work. So, you know, I was watching her with my baby and she was singing songs to her and doing voices and all, you know, and I was just like, I don't even know that nursery rhyme. Like, I don't know the words. And so I just kind of sat back and watched and the more and more I watched her, the more I was learning, but then she'd leave, you know? And so I was like, oh gosh, I just, you know, should I be singing to her? How often should I be singing to her? Why should I be singing to her? What can I be doing with her right now when she can't even really turn her head? So I was really looking for guidance on that. That's when I actually found the Strength and Words podcast. And I, I'm not sure exactly how I found it. I think I was Googling podcasts because at that time I couldn't read, right? Because your hands right. are full. <laughs> but I needed something in my ear and wanted it to be baby related. So found that. And then I started noticing it was something that I could do with her every day. And since there's so many episodes, I really went back, started at the beginning. So it was something that I could sing the song, the hello song to her. And as you went through one or two different songs, you know, I would learn them with her. She had no idea what was going on at that time, but it was something I could do for me and for her at the same time. And I really liked that it was, it became part of our routine. So we did one a day for many days. And it it is funny because if I sing the hello song to her now, she stops and she recognizes that song because she heard it every day for months. So as I started listening to that, I remember emailing you a year ago and saying, you know, this is exactly what I needed. And, you know, I 
just hadn't found anything like that. And I felt like I was just really connecting to everything you were saying. I was part of a lot of Facebook support groups in regards to breastfeeding because I was having issues with that. Breastfeeding groups here in town. And I was meeting new people, but it was just so surface. I didn't feel like we were really getting down and dirty of like, okay, what? how are you singing to her in a day? Or what, what different songs or any of that stuff. So right. I felt like it was kind of, there were always a few know-it-alls mm-hmm. in the room that, I don't know, I just didn't really connect. So from there, you know, did the whole podcast and then reached out to you. And then you had the email program where there was like, oh, you can read more on this and read more on that. And so I just kept, I mean, I just couldn't get enough. I was just like, anything you had to offer, I wanted to read. And I started learning a lot, you know, in regards to songs, which I know it's not just about music, but at that time, that really was kind of what I was looking for. But also, you know, understanding how she was developing and learning. And in your book, you mentioned that we feel more empowered as a parent with the more knowledge that we have about that development. And that couldn't be more true. I was really good at my job before I had a baby because I knew it inside and out. And when I started to be a parent, I didn't feel confident in what I was doing. It felt right. It felt genuine, but I just wanted to make sure I was making the most out of every moment that I was home with her. Tell me more about that empowerment. What did it feel like those kinds of resources empowered you to feel or to do? I would say knowing the science behind why to do it made me feel more comfortable in doing it and repeating it. I'm not sure if that's answering the question, but... Totally. I think that is really a big piece of it. Because a lot of times we sing because our babies respond to it, or we sing because it's what we see our moms doing or our families doing or somebody else doing or because a commercial told us to do it. (laughs) But yeah, I agree. When we understand a little bit about why to do it and not by reading an entire book about infant development, but little snippets of information here and there that you can get that are easily digestible, then Mm -hmm. it it does. It allows us to say, oh, okay, right. This is actually improving our connection. This is her cognitive development. Development. This is mm-hmm. you know, addressing all of these specific things. And that's why I should do it. Or like, I guess a few examples would be activities that you recommended, ones that we had we talked about previously, blowing bubbles and what that does for them. So, you know, eye tracking, being able to talk about the bubbles and, and maybe hoping that they're starting to get some head movement, encouraging that and, you know, the social smile and all of those kinds of things all within oh, we can just, that's one way to do it. You know, I'm not just blowing bubbles at her. Here are things that we're looking for or encouraging with that activity. So that part I really liked. And in the book, you do go through here are things to try, but here's what to look for while you're doing them, or here's what to focus on while you're doing them. So tell me a little bit more. Let's go back to, because you mentioned the kinds of communities that you have been part of. What was appealing to you about the community lab and having something like an online community? Because you also mentioned you've you've been part of Facebook groups and different kinds Mm -hmm. of online communities before. What was different for you about what the community 
Lab was going to be all about? So the communities that I was a part of were very focused on certain topics. The only one that got a little broader was the Wonder Weeks. Mm -hmm. You could pick the month that your baby was born. And that was a great way to see how different every baby is at a certain time. I just felt like it was just all over the board, you know. And again, these groups are so huge. You're never really going to connect with anybody. You're really just kind of comparing yourself to their situation, maybe offering advice here and there, but you're not building relationships with 20,000 members of a group. So the community lab was something that I actually wasn't out searching for. I was really in it for all of the resources that you had. And when you started the community, I was like, well, this is nice. I mean, you know, I'm surrounding myself with moms that have very similar mindsets. They all want to, I mean, if you look at some of the members in the group, they all are trying to be the best moms that they can and have really creative ways of engaging with their babies. And it all is about their development and, you know, those those interactions playing with the baby. Whereas some of these other groups are, again, just all over the board. And you may not agree with a lot of what they're saying. I just, I really felt like, as the community grew, I was like, wow, I really, I really have a lot in common with these women. So the, some of the connections it sounds like are based in the fact that it's a place with people who really are trying to maximize their time with their little one. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the kinds of things that you get out of being a member, both specifically and more in general? In general, I would say it opens my eyes to new ideas on other activities. So I get a little mundane in the same kind of tasks yeah. and other moms' ideas on how to kind of spice those up or ways to do, like the other day, somebody put in there, here's a way to play with my child and did like a paper towel holder and, you know, ways to put objects through the hole on, on that. And, you know, I was like, oh gosh, that's a really great idea. Why didn't I think of that? And then, you know, that was something that I could just go grab and do right then. I didn't have to go to the store. I didn't have to pay anything, you know, to, to have a fun little experience with her. So I would say in general, it's just more about insight to how others are playing with their little ones. And then I would say on a personal basis, I mean, I've needed some gentle support, I guess, in regards to, you know, having my husband gone half the time and wanting to pull my hair out and just looking for, I guess, reassurance on, you know, that we're all doing a really good job and the best that we can do and kind of like a you go mom, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So, so I felt like, I feel like I get both more resources from the moms in addition to support. Mm -hmm. And, and like I said, I mean, I just feel like I have a lot in common with these moms. It's neat too, because we're all very, very different and we are mm -hmm. all over the world, literally. Yeah. And the thing that we have in common is a desire to support our little ones and to mm -hmm. support each other. That's, mm -hmm. I think the other piece of it is that it's a place that, that nurtures both our little ones and then also ourselves mm -hmm. and each other. And if you get on those big groups, I mean, it can get really negative. Yeah. I mean, really fast. A lot of mom shaming 
And there has yet to be one comment that has been even remotely like interpreted even wrong, you know, that it would be, in my opinion, on on the group, everything, everybody is there in a very positive way. Yeah. Even if they're struggling with something, it just, it, there's no negativity, which when you get in some of those groups where people don't know each other and there's no consequence for being rude, mm-hmm. I feel like that's really refreshing. And I've actually closed down all those other groups because they just were too negative and if I have a question I'll just go to the lab (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes you know (laughs) and we've talked about this in the past too that sometimes it is about feeding or Mm -hmm. sleep or you know while that's not what we're centered around really in the lab I like I like that there's opportunity that if I'm really struggling with something that it's a question that I can ask and and get feedback so so why do you think it is that what is it that makes the community lab different in that way in your opinion gosh I don't know I think it's just and I'm kind of lacking for the words of we're all there based on wanting to not just empower each other but our children to really be the best that they can be and not that there's not other places out there that do that but just uh, we're all there doing the same things and have positive ways to maximize those activities or ways to spice up the routines and I don't know why we are all so great <laughs> I think you know, I think we've we've done a lot of talking about you know how to create a community that will do that within the lab and one of the things that we've focused on is trying to ensure that because you mentioned you know there hasn't been really any negativity and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we don't dispense parenting advice at each other Mm -hmm. Uh, we share our experiences we it's a place to share ideas and share personal stories what we're experiencing what we're going through ask questions about what other people have experienced and whether it's similar or different so it's a place that we can share instead of judge. And that's yeah, really yeah. the premise of it because we're all, we all recognize that we're all learning. Here. Yes. And moms are the worst to each other. I mean, really, the the judgment comes from the other mom in the grocery store. And I feel like we just kind of put that on the back burner and we're all there to really improve what we're doing as mothers and parents and make the most out of it for our kids. So yeah. And as it's grown, I think that it's been fun to invite like-minded women and, and men and grandparents and, and everybody in caregivers of all kinds and none of us are and maybe I'm generalizing but I don't feel like it's a Pinterest mom kind of group and funny with Pinterest because I based my whole wedding on (laughs) what I saw on Pinterest and I was really hard on myself. I mean, I really wanted, you know, if they can do it, I can do it kind of a thing. And it wasn't until after my wedding that somebody told me, you realize that those are like staged weddings, that those are not all real. And that, you know, event companies come in with photographers and models. And I was just like, what? My gosh, you know, if I would have known that, I would have given myself a break. And now going into it as a mom, you know, one of the first places that I went to look for these quote unquote activities developmental activities was Pinterest. And I went in with the mindset of these moms aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot of help. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) 
and you know just kind of cut myself some slack on that it's not it's not a pinterest kind of world that we're living and while it might be great to jump in and do some you know creative activities here and there you know when we do our community lab groups we're sitting there with maybe not having showered for multiple days breastfeeding changing diapers you know all of these things are happening while we're video chatting with each other and that is real yeah. life And so I really love that, you know, we're not comparing ourselves to something that's unattainable and and so out there. So Mm -hmm. that's it. So what is the difference now? What have all of the strength and words resources, the book, the community, the podcast, what have these kinds of things provided for you? And by that, I kind of mean, you know, what's changed for you now that those things are in your life comparing that before Mm -hmm. the after. Well, we can take an example from this morning while we were doing breakfast before I learned a lot of different ways from the group, how to do parallel talk where you're talking about what they're doing while they're doing it. Or, you know, I got really caught up in, gosh, I'm just so sick of talking all day long. Like I don't have anything else to talk about. But, you know, as we listen to, you know, some of the guests that you have on on the show and and different ways to incorporate some of that parallel talk or or reasoning or any any of those communication tools with the baby. And, you know, again, my, my baby's only 13 months old. So she's saying some words, she points a lot. She has a very strong personality already. She knows what she wants. So it's getting fun because now I'm able to communicate with her a little bit more. So when I'm talking, I'm not just talking, 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 talking. I'm actually interacting with her, mimicking her sounds, which I wouldn't have known to do without some of these resources. But as we were eating this morning, you know, she grabbed the jar of apple and pumpkin and she stuck her hand in it and she smeared it all over her head. And she, you know, she was just kind of going to town and knowing that she is experiencing this food through all of her senses and not just trying to make a mess. Which if I hadn't learned everything I've learned about her, her senses and sensory play, I probably would have grabbed the jar and started cleaning it up. And instead, you know, I just talked to her about, oh, your hand is inside. So we were able to talk about in and out and, oh, it's slimy. Oh gosh, look at how messy. And can you smell the pumpkin and look at the orange on the white table? And, you know, so I was able to pull in all of her senses for something that I think a lot of moms without the knowledge of how she's learning through that activity would have just grabbed it, you know, away and and not had the mess. So everything I learned from your experts and book and podcasts, you know, it, it allows me to be a more open-minded mom and really let her get dirty and, and understand why it's okay to let her, well, maybe not splash in Otis's water bowl, the dog, but you know, (laughs) allow her to get a little dirty and, and what she's learning while she's doing that and that she's not maliciously trying to just make a mess. There's no ill intent. It's simply to experience and learn about the world. Yep. Routines was also a big mundane kind of thing that I was able to get a lot of ideas on how to spice that up, you know, with 
imitation of either me doing something for her, like doing the diaper and her, you know, oh, here, why don't you close the diaper? Singing songs, bath time, again, songs and talking about the different animals that we're playing with in the tub and bubbles and just everything we do now, I can talk about with her, which before it was just like, here it is. (laughs) I just didn't really understand or know how to share that experience and every routine and everything that we do is an experience to them. So, And it's so funny because it sounds, when we say that out loud, it sounds like so obvious once we mm-hmm. put it together. But how was it that you were able to learn through the resources from Strength and Words and not from a book, for instance? Well, some of it was written. I mean, the, the stuff that you've put in your book, mm-hmm. you know, was based on activities, but with the different experts that you've had on the eating one. The episode with with Andrea Bordiger. On food. And we were having a really hard time with eating, just understanding, you know, how they're experiencing the food and that it's not black and white like it might be for some people, you know, me, because I'm not really a foodie, so I don't get excited about it, but it's not black and white of we eat to survive, right? Mm -hmm. She's really hitting everything, all of her senses when she's chewing on a celery stick or whatever it may be. I just feel like I'm getting different perspectives that I guess I could possibly read in a book, but it's just, it's different when you're walking through real life examples. Like a lot of the people you've had on the show have done this with their own child and, and given us very specific examples of how they put it into action, practicing what they preach. So a book may tell me here's why to do it, but it's not giving me real life examples on they're going through what they're recommending and then putting it into real life examples. And books don't typically do that. They'll tell you what to do and then you have to learn how to apply it in the real world. And sometimes that can be really difficult. So it sounds like number one, Seeing the examples, maybe through video or in person, hearing somebody actually talk through something and the process of how it's done, like we do oftentimes on the podcast. And then within the book, we've got some basic background about development and then what to actually look for. And then further reading, listening or watching on the website, right? So Mm -hmm. it's funny because I think without realizing it yourself, you're pointing out the fact that strength in words actually capitalizes on what we talk about as really beneficial for infant and toddler learning, which is multi-sensory experiences. But we forget that adults need those too. <laughs> we learn best through that too, right? We need to see something done before we can sometimes imitate it ourselves or do it or feel comfortable. We need to see something or hear about something multiple times in lots of different ways and often from lots of different people. And, right. and hearing even the same information said through five different lenses, whether it's watching that happen or hearing it from you know this occupational therapist or that speech therapist or this physical therapist or that parent who's had this specific experience, having all of those pieces together sounds like it's very helpful for you because that's how we learn. Yes. And, and the follow through, because with the community lab, you know, then we get to talk about how we applied that through examples with each other. And so it's a continual thing. It's not like a one and done and here's how to do it. Here's an example. Okay. See you later. You know, we're able to 
oh, I was able to apply XYZ to this situation today. And so not only am I learning another situation or example of how to apply that. So it's like continuing the education of those ideas. So yeah, exactly. It's continuing ed for parents. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And I, I think something special that can happen too, and that does happen regularly is that, you know, someone will say something like they experienced this, or they'll ask a question about how does this work in your house? What are you doing to make this you know, easier or leverage that. And then you'll hear from that person maybe a couple of months later about how it's going now and what they tried and what worked or didn't work. And that follow through is just phenomenal. It's Mm -hmm. hard to find that. So I love hearing those stories too. Mm -hmm. A good example would be the Montessori stuff. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Some of the moms put some of that stuff, you know, into action right away. And yeah, we had had Jean-Marie Penel, who's the creator of VoilaMontessori.com come and speak about how to bring Montessori type concepts into the home with our infants and toddlers. And then let's hear, let's hear a bit about that book. Well, I, I personally haven't put anything into action yet, but that was something that a lot of moms had feedback on. Oh, I'm going to try this or try that. And that follow-up that you're talking about of, oh, it's working really well and changes that they've been able to make in, in their toy selection, toy rotation, you know, just throughout their homes. And yeah, I feel like that was a really good one that, that a lot of people put into action right away. (laughs) Yeah. And to just hear about things that maybe you wouldn't even think to try in your own home. Right. It's very cool. Hearing so many different perspectives. Yeah. I think does, like you were saying earlier, give us a deeper understanding about sometimes the kinds of ways that we're deciding to live our lives and, and about the decisions we're making for our own families. So without, when you take away that judgment piece and you're just learning and mm-hmm. synthesizing and connecting with other people, you're just learning. You're just yeah. being exposed, which is true education. Right. There hasn't really been anything that I've been like, oh no, I, I definitely wouldn't try that. I mean, all of it is very practical ways to help develop your little human and ideas. You know, it's it's not like here's how to do it and do it this way, or if you do it that way, it won't work. You know, it's just all things to take into consideration as you go through throughout your day. And I really like that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brooke. I want to ask you one last question before we go. And that is, what would you recommend if you could talk to your pre-mom self? (laughs) What's one thing that you might say to yourself, knowing what you know now and having access to the kinds of things that you have now? What would you say to you either when you were still expecting or in that first month or two of of having your little one? I guess it's easy to say now that I feel more comfortable my role as as a mom, but just that I'll feel comfortable being a mom. (laughs) That day will come that it gets gets better. Yeah. (laughs) Just trusting that, you know, there is such a thing as motherly instincts. And I was afraid that those wouldn't kick in and and they have, I, I really feel like I know what's best for my baby. And, and I also feel like everything that I'm doing to learn more about how to help her grow. And I've done everything that I can do and just kind of giving myself a little bit of a break of, mm-hmm. you know, just have a little bit more trust in yourself and go with the flow and, and accept help when people offer it to you. Yeah. Nice. And I suppose find things that that speak to you. Yes. Awesome. 
Thank you, Brooke. Thanks for your time. And thanks for being here today with us. Thank you. And for everything that you do. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, Ayala. Goodbye to Brooke. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. We spoke on this episode about the new book, Understanding Your Baby, which is launching on May 1st, 2018. To learn more and to pre-order the book, you can head over to strengthandwords.com book. Do you like the hello and goodbye songs we feature on each episode? You can find those and a whole host of other songs on our Strength and Words Music for Families album, available for purchase from our website at strengthandwords.com backslash music for families or on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Digital Music. If you haven't already done so, please do leave a review of the Strength and Words podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. Don't forget to check out community.strengthandwords.com, your content and community hub that supports and nurtures you so you can nurture your tiny humans. Come take a free trial on me. See you next time.